Hello and welcome to the Commissioner's Corner. This is your Commissioner speaking, Scott Benzing. And week nine of the NFL season is done and over with, rapidly approaching week 10. This season's just flying by. Um, it's It's been amazing. Love NFL season. It's fall. The leaves change. The weather gets a little bit colder. Get out of that super hot and muggy uh, Midwest summer. And it's just a good time of year. Christmas will be coming up soon. Holidays, Thanksgiving. Um, I love the fall. It's And with NFL on, it makes it all that much better. Um, can't wait. I know it's going to be over. We're over the halfway point. So if you're the 49ers, you're really happy right now because the 49ers are sitting at 8-0. and They took down the Cardinals on Thursday night football. They um, edged out the Cardinals, I should say, because they won 28 to 25. Um, So the Cardinals and Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and everybody gave them a little bit of a scare, um, but they did come away with the victory. That cannot be said about the Patriots who had Lamar Jackson uh, just run all over them on Sunday night football. The Patriots had their first real test of the season. Um, Everybody talking about how great their defense is, uh, but they hadn't really played anybody with an offense yet. And the Ravens took it to them. Lamar ran all over them. Um, Mark Ingram had 115 yards on the ground. So big day for the Ravens showing that, hey, they can contend with the best teams in the league. Uh, If they meet in the playoffs, though, you know what Bill Belichick's going to do. He's going to pour over this film, and they'll find a way to shut him down if they meet in the playoffs, I think, because that's what Bill Belichick does. Um, He's one of the greatest defensive minds in NFL history, so I think that the Ravens should celebrate this win. Um, Great victory taking down the undefeated Patriots, but just know that they run into each other again it's going to be a much different game um the dolphins uh this is ryan fitzpatrick fitzmagic himself decided that hey i don't want to be the quarterback of a tanking team so he decided to go out there and beat the jets and so the dolphins tank is officially off um Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick decided that that wasn't something that he wanted to do, beat the Jets, and I think the Jets might be the worst team in the NFL um, next to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, We all thought that the Jets would improve with Sam Darnold back, but the Patriots broke him. Um, He's haunted now. He's cursed. Sam Darnold is just terrible now, and I don't know if he's going to be able to fix it this season. Um, So congrats to the Dolphins on their first win of the season. Um, And congrats to the Bengals and Jets who look like they're competing for the number one pick now uh, because the Dolphins will have the tiebreaker over the Jets and they have one more win than the Bengals currently do. Um, And also in NFL news, the Browns are back to being terrible. The Browns are going to Brown. Everybody was giving them a bunch of hype preseason, saying that, oh, just crown them Super Bowl champs now. Look at all this roster talent. Uh, But what they didn't account for was the ownership, the coaching, um, the personalities clashing in that locker room. Uh, It's been terrible for the Browns this year. They dropped a game to the Broncos and a backup quarterback 
uh, Brandon Allen, I think, who had never even played an NFL snap before, ended up getting the victory over the Browns there, Mile High Stadium in Denver. Um, so yeah, Browns, sorry. I think they're sitting at two and six now. It's just, it has not been a good year to be a Cleveland fan. Um, some other NFL news, Adam Vinatieri. Uh, if he doesn't retire this week, he probably should. The Colts had a chance at a 43-yard game-winning field goal. 43 yards. I mean, that's not that far of a kick. Um, but seeing how far Vinatieri shanked it to the left, I mean, he kicked it, almost hit the pylon in the corner of the end zone. Seems like um, everybody's talking about the laces were messed up on the snap. Uh but I don't think missing a field goal by 30 yards to the left can be attributed to kicking the laces. So Vinatieri hit after hitting that game winner last week or the week before shanked a easier kick this week and Colts lost by two. Uh, The Chargers took down the Packers. The Packers were sitting atop the NFC North and the Charger, they had to go into LA to face the Chargers and the Chargers came out with a win all they changed offensive coordinators um just a weird game Packers offense never got going um but luckily for the Packers all the NFC North teams lost so they didn't lose any uh ground in the on their division lead um Chiefs also won again with Matt Moore as their quarterback and I think less Matt Moore and more just the athletes they have at wide receiver and running back. Um, Tyreek is just insane, uh, proving that he's might be the most physically gifted wide receiver in the league as far as speed and change of direction and even contested uh, ball skills, like jumping up, catching balls over guys. He's only 5'10 or whatever, but if they throw a jump ball, he's going to jump 45 inches in the air and out jump that corner. So... Tyreek having another big day, 140 yards. There was a 92-yard run by the Chiefs running back, Damian Williams. And Tyreek had about, he was about eight yards behind him um, and ended up sprinting and catching up and patting him on the back uh, as they ran into the end zone together, just running past like four defenders on his way, wanting to prove that he is indeed the fastest player on the Chiefs and probably in the league. Um, and some the last bit of NFL news is that Gardner Minshew had a he had a terrible day. Uh, he ended up turning it over four times in like the last seven minutes of the game against the Texans in uh, London. Um, a couple of picks, a couple of bad fumbles when they were trying to get back into it. Uh, and Doug Marone announced that Nick Foles is back. He's healthy and he will start for them in week 11 after their bye uh, this week. So be something to pay attention to. Looks like Minshew Mania is done for the year. So now we'll get into my freak of the week. Um, The week nine freak of the week goes to quarterback Russell Wilson. Uh, This is the first quarterback that's received this honor from me this year, and he deserved it. Um, Russell Wilson, 378 yards passing, five touchdowns, added one carry for 21 yards, ended up taking down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in overtime. Um, Russell's been doing it all year, and 
this week was no different. 44.1 fantasy points. Big, big day for Russell Wilson. So congrats to him. Uh, Unfortunately, he was playing against me as I faced the high-flying Hawaiians. So not happy about that, but got to respect the stat line for Russ there. Um, Going into some studs and duds, stud quarterback this week, Lamar Jackson, going up against that Patriots defense. Um, Passing line, not great. 117 of 23, 163 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Did add 16 carries for 61 yards and two touchdowns, though. Um, 29.5 fantasy points. Uh, So like to see that, um, especially against that all-worldly defense. Uh, Some honorable mentions, Jimmy G, 32.8 fantasy points, Um, scored more than Lamar, but Jimmy G was a free agent, so didn't want to throw him in the stud category. Uh, Matt Stafford continues to put up big numbers, 27.8. Fitzmagic, talked about him at the top of the show, 26.6 fantasy points, and then Kyler Murray against the 49ers ended up with 25 fantasy points on the day, so good days for all of those QBs. Stud running back. Christian McCaffrey. Do I need to say more? 146 yards rushing, two touchdowns, three catches, 20 yards, and another touchdown. 36.1 fantasy points. It's been doing it all year. I don't know if they'll ever give an MVP to a running back again, but he has definitely made it interesting and put himself squarely in that uh, conversation with some of those quarterbacks that win it every year. Some other stud honorable mentions, Kenyon Drake and his debut with the Cardinals, 26.2. Melvin Gordon, again, another guy playing on Jake's team. Hate to see it. Kind of like seeing Melvin Gordon get a little bit more um, involved. Ended with 24.4 fantasy points. Um, Not a ton of yards for Melvin. He did run a little bit better, but he did get two touchdowns. So greatly boosted his, um, his fantasy points for the week. Josh Jacobs, another big day for him. Good looking rookie. And another guy that was on Jake's team. Uh, 24 fantasy points for him. Derrick Henry, 23.4 for him on the day in the Blount Force. Devin Singletary, um, pretty much securing that starting role or at least the majority role in the Bills' backfield. 21.5 fantasy points. Had 95 yards rushing, um, had another 45 yards receiving, had a touchdown in there. Big breakout day for Singletary against the Redskins. And then David Montgomery, another rookie running back, 21.1 fantasy points. He's really come on strong the last couple weeks. Um, Right after Justin traded him, he started coming on strong. And we all knew the talent he had, but just hadn't seen him produce on the field. So it's good to see young running back starting to get more involved in that Bears offense. And then the stud wide receiver goes to Tyler Lockett this week. 13 catches, 152 yards, and two touchdowns, 33.7 fantasy points. Big day for him and the Blount Force. Uh, Honorable mention, Mike Evans, another big day, 180 yards, had 30 point fantasy points. So Mike Evans continuing to do his thing. DK Metcalf, uh, 24 fantasy points. Um, going up against that bad buck secondary. Tyreek talked about him a little bit. Ended up with 140 yards and a touchdown, 23.5 fantasy points. Marvin Jones Jr. and Kenny Galladay both make these honorable mentions. Marvin Jones Jr., 22.6. Kenny Galladay, 21.2. 
big days for them. Uh, Preston Williams with the Dolphins, 21.7 fantasy points. Uh, I think he got injured or something happened with him, so it doesn't look like he's going to be playing anymore, but undrafted rookie, um, good to see him be productive. And then Emmanuel Sanders, 20.7, big day for the 49ers. Looks like Jimmy G has a number one wide receiver to throw to now. And now... Unfortunately, you got to go to the duds. And there were some real stinkers this week. Um, first dud, Gardner Minshew talked about him. Um, 27 of 47, 309 yards passing. So you see that and think, oh, not too bad. But two interceptions, four carries, 34 yards, two fumbles. So four turnovers and no touchdowns. 7.6 fantasy points. That is not a good day for Minshew. And what appears to be his last start of the season with Nick Foles coming back. Other dishonorable mention, uh, Jacoby Brissett, 2.6. I didn't put him as the number one dud because Brissett did leave with an injury. His leg got rolled up on by um, one of his offensive linemen. Looked like uh, Quentin Nelson got pushed into the backfield and tripped up and rolled up against his leg. And so Brissett left uh, and Brian Hoyer had to come in. So. Bad news for Brissett, but it does appear that it's not anything serious or season-ending, so could see him back next week or the, this coming week or the next week after that. Dud running back, Aaron Jones. This guy has been very, very up and down. Eight carries, 30 yards, one reception, negative one yard. With Devontae Adams coming back, with Jamal Williams healthy, it's really... Um, started to leak into Aaron Jones' touches. Uh, he ended up with 3.4 fantasy points. Not a good day for him. Um, some dishonorable mentions. Sony Michelle, 3.5. Tevin Coleman, after his huge day, uh, only 4.6 fantasy points. Marlon Mack, 8.9. And Lenny Fournette, 9.7. Um, so some guys that were expected to do some things this week, and they all just fell flat. Uh, Dud wide receiver, um, got to go Adam Thielen. It was, he came in, they said he was going to play. He was good to go. I think he ran a few routes and then re-aggravated his hamstring. So zero reception, zero yards. Um, but he did start the game and I don't even know why. It sounds like he's going to be out this coming week now too. So don't rush if you don't need to, I guess. Um, especially some of those lower, lower body injuries, muscle injuries um, just let them heal because if you try to come back too early you're just going to re-aggravate it and make it worse uh, some dishonorable mentions these guys all scoring less than five fantasy points Deshaun Jackson another guy who left with injury Allen Robinson 1.1 fantasy points Stefan Diggs 2.1 Juju 3.1 Mark Andrews 3.1 um, Jimmy Graham 3.7 and Robbie Anderson, who was expected to have a big day against the Dolphins, did not. He only ended up with 4.3 fantasy points. So after studs and duds, we'll get right into the revised segment, uh, bad benches. Um, formerly was the best bench who I'd pick one guy who had the best bench, uh, the guys who had the most points on his bench, but decided just to st sort of uh, spread the love around, I guess, and pick guys that were benched um, that ended up doing well, uh, regardless of which team they were on. So 
first bad bench is myself. I benched Emmanuel Sanders. He had seven catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown on Thursday night, 20.7 fantasy points. And seeing as how I started Juju and DJ Chark, who did diddly squat, um, this was a really bad bench by me. Uh, Wasn't sure how Jimmy G was going to distribute the ball, um, but I have faith now that Emmanuel Sanders is going to get his catches in that offense. Uh, The next bad bench is Marcus. Damian Williams, running back for the Chiefs, 125 yards rushing and a touchdown and added two catches for three yards, 19.8 fantasy points. Marcus didn't need the points because he ended up winning fairly easily against the Coon squad, but Damian Williams looks like he's going to start taking over that lead role in the Chiefs backfield. Jake benching Mohamed Sanu, uh, not a bad decision to bench him, hadn't proven anything yet in the Patriots offense, but he had a big game. 10 catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown, uh, 19.1 fantasy points, 10 catches. That's a lot for Mohamed Sanu. Um, not a lot of yards, but he's never been a big yardage guy. He's more of a reliable, good route runner, throw him the ball, he's going to catch it type of receiver. So, um, Good to see Mohamed Sanu fitting in with the Patriots there. And then Keegan benching Duke Johnson. Again, not a guy that probably should have been in the starting lineup, but a guy that ended up producing seven carries for only 13 yards, but he did have a rushing touchdown. And then five catches for 68 yards, which is really what Duke Johnson does, is catching the ball out of the backfield and then turning it into yards after catch. Uh, Duke Johnson, 16.6 on Keegan's bench. So now get into the freak forecast and player hating. Um, quickly go over the predictions from last week. Uh, for my freak forecast, I had George Kittle projected to produce um, above his line, his expected points. Uh, he was projected 11.9, ended up with 16.9. Um, knew he was going to be solid going against the um Arizona Cardinals who have given up points to the tight end position all year ended with six catches 79 yards and a touchdown did kind of tweak his knee right in the beginning of the game um it was didn't look like he might um come back but he ended up coming back playing and getting all those catches after that knee injury is questionable for the upcoming week but it doesn't appear to be anything serious so correctly predicted that George Kittle would beat his line um This next guy, Robbie Anderson, did not. He was projected only 9.3. I thought going up against a bad Miami defense, he'd be able to produce, get maybe a couple big catches. Only ended up with two catches for 33 yards. So scored 4.3 fantasy points, projected 9.3. Missed that call on my last week of Freak Forecast. And then the last guy was Jordan Howard, running back for the Eagles, going up against the Bears. Revenge game this week. Projected 10.8, ended up with 14.8. So correctly predicted this. 19 carries, 82 yards, and a rushing touchdown, and then one catch for one yard. Um, So decent day for Jordan Howard there going up against his former team. Um, Guys I was hating on last week, Chris Carson uh, going up against a good Bucks rush defense. Projected 16.2, only ended up with 12.3. So got this one right he fell underneath that projected line Uh, 16 carries 105 yards so that's a good rushing day by far the best against the bucks defense this year added two catches for 28 yards but no touchdowns so didn't get that touchdown 
um, bonus to his score and fell underneath his projected line. Uh, James Conner did not play. I was hating on him. He was projected 15.4, did not play. So we'll call this one a wash. Um, And so unfortunate, uh, but Jalen Samuels and Trey Carson or Trey Edmonds or whoever the third string running back for the Steelers was, they filled in quite nicely for James Conner. Um, and then Mike Evans was the other guy I was hating on. I thought after that huge game the previous week, uh, they would get the ball to Chris Godwin a little bit more, but Mike Evans did what he does, and that's catch the ball for a lot of yards. Uh, 12 catches, 180 yards, and a touchdown. Projected 15.1, scored 30. So he almost doubled up his projection way, way, way off on this hating. Uh, Mike Evans probably shouldn't count him out um, anymore. For this week, week 10 of the NFL season, um, my freak forecast, number one is Golden Tate going up against the Jets. Um, this is Golden Tate's kind of, uh, he's been solid since he came back from that suspension. Um, the Jets don't have a good defense and this is technically an away game for the Giants, but they play in the same stadium. So, uh, it's, it's going to be a home game. I'm assuming more Giants fans are going to be out than Jets fans. Uh, Golden Tate's currently only projected 10.2. I think that with Sterling Shepard being... Um, questionable for pretty much the rest of the season after his second uh, concussion that Golden Tate's pretty much locked into that number one wide receiver role in New York. Um, Evan Ingram's questionable this week as well. Came up on the injury report with a sore foot. Um, He's getting a second opinion on it. So Golden Tate really might be the only receiving option in that Giants uh, receiving core. So Look for him to have a big game against the lowly Jets. Um, Next freak forecast is Derrick Henry going up against the Chiefs. Uh, This is a bad run defense. A lot of teams have exposed them. Um, The Titans have done a pretty good job of running the ball in between the tackles. Um, I think that the game plan for the Titans will be to try to work the clock like the Colts did against the Chiefs, rely on their defense to get a couple stops and just basically pound it down the middle Um, and try to come away with the victory against the Chiefs. Uh, Derrick Henry projected 14.7. I think he's going to do better than that this week because I think he's going to get a couple rushing touchdowns. Um, And then the last freak forecast, wide receiver Jamison Crowder. Uh, This is Sam Darnold's, I guess, second wide receiver on the Jets. Uh, Robbie Anderson technically considered the first, but Jamison Crowder has caught the ball a lot more. the Giants also have a bad pass defense, and Darnold is broken right now. Um, he does, he's scared to stand in the pocket, let the routes develop, hit guys downfield. So Jamison Crowder, the little slot guy, is going to get a lot of dump-off passes. And this week, Jamison's only projected 9.6 fantasy points, so I expect him to beat that line pretty easily, um, especially if he gets five, six, seven catches. Uh, maybe 50, 60, 80 yards, maybe a touchdown here or there. So look for Jamison Crowder to have a decent day against the Giants. And now on to the hating. And I'm player hating on several guys this week, pretty much all running backs. Um, The first one is Aaron Jones against um, Carolina Panthers. 
We saw last week that his touches are dropping with Devontae Adams coming back, getting that wide receiver work, and then Jamal Williams being healthy. Um, So Aaron Jones, his arrow might be pointing down rest of season. I know he's still explosive. He can still um, move the ball, score touchdowns. I don't think his fantasy value has tanked, but I do think that it's uh, his ceiling has been lowered. He's projected 17.2 fantasy points against the Panthers this week. Panthers have a decent defense. And with the other options in that offense now back and healthy, I think that Aaron Jones is not going to hit 17.2 fantasy points. Uh, just don't see it happening. So I'm hating on him this week. The next guy is David Johnson going up against Tampa Bay in Tampa. Uh, David Johnson's banged up. Tampa has a really good run defense. And now that the Cardinals have traded for Kenyon Drake, um, they don't need to rush David Johnson back into that full role. Kenyon Drake showed that he can produce, um, be a viable running back in that offense. So I think David Johnson's, until he's fully healthy, his his ceiling and his, um, his value is going to be a little bit lower. Um, especially when Chase Edmonds comes back. But David Johnson projected 13.1 this week. I don't see it happening. I think he's under that. I think Kenyon Drake plays more. I think Kenyon Drake gets more touches as they try to ease David Johnson back from that injury. And then the last guy I'm hating on is David Montgomery going up against Detroit. Um, David Montgomery, two back-to-back big games. Um, He's projected 15.1. I don't see him getting to that because I think the Lions are going to key on David Montgomery and stopping the run because the Bears have not really shown they can move the offense through the air. And so if they stack the box and stop the run, um, they have to put it on Mitch Trubisky to beat them. Uh, They got decent cover corners there in Detroit. So I think that David Montgomery is in for a rough day against the Lions this week. So I'm hating on him. And then last but not least, go over quickly some of the flog matchups. Um, Just to recap from last week, I picked Quentin to beat TC. That was correct. I picked Connor to beat Marcus. Um, Marcus ended up pulling that one out. Uh, I picked Keegan to beat the LeBron Kings, the two lowest scores in the week, but Keegan did come away with the victory there. And then I picked Jake to beat me. last week and he did jake team went off um i scored a decent amount i was the number four scorer in the league but i played jake who was the number two scorer um and same with tc tc scored a a really good he had a really good game but the blount force went off for 225 points so can't really do much there um so three for four on my picks last week i'll take that um, this week, first game getting into is the Blount Force seven and two going up against the High Flying Hawaiians at three and six. Um, I'm going with Quentin here. Jake's team has been on a run the last few weeks. He's been scoring a lot of points, but he hasn't been scoring as many points as the Blount Force. And I just can't pick against Quentin until his team stops producing. I mean, it seems like even if he has one or two guys that get him low points under five points, he has another one or two guys that get him over 30 and it's every week so um this week he has both quarterbacks back lamar jackson and josh allen um and a lot of favorable matchups so 
I'm giving the edge to Quentin here. Quentin is currently at seven and two. I think he moves to eight and two, and Jake falls to three and seven. The next matchup is the Magic Skull Bus, seven and two versus the Coon Squad, four and five. Um, Connor's team is starting to fall off a little bit here as we go down the stretch of this, uh, go down the final stretch of the season. So I'm taking Keegan in this matchup. Connor's on bye week hell, has a lot of guys out from the Patriots and the Eagles. Um, not sure if Pat Mahomes is going to be back. And uh, some tough matchups for his wide receivers and tight ends. Um, I think Keegan's team last week was a fluke, only scoring like 120 points or something, 130. Uh, so I think his team's going to rebound. And I look for Keegan to take this victory, move to 8-2, and two, and Connor to drop to 4-6. and six. Uh, the next matchup is the LeBron Kings 2-7 and seven against the Terry's Terrorists at 3-6. and six. Um, Maybe a toilet bowl preview. Um, going to go with Justin for this matchup. Marcus has two running backs on bye, Philip Lindsay and James White. His QBs are pretty low ceiling, um, and his wide receivers have been sort of up and down. Uh, I think Justin is going to get enough from his running backs, Marlon Mack, Todd Gurley, and Nick Chubb to pull this one out. So look for Justin to move to 3-7 and seven and Marcus to drop to 3-7. and seven. And then the last matchup, but certainly not least, is Juju's in the Attic 5-4 and four, going up against the Savage Patch Kids 5-4. and four. Um, For me, Deshaun and DJ Chark are on bye, so that really hurts. Left Bell's banged up, had an MRI. TC gets Kamara back, and he also has McCaffrey and Chris Carson. Uh, TC's wide receivers are a little bit weaker than mine. I think uh, they might be a little boom or bust, but I'm not sure I can keep up with his running backs. So got to give it to TC this week, moved to six and four, and I dropped to five and five. So that's it for the matchups. That's it for the Commissioner's Corner this week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I will see you all next Thursday.